0: Hello and welcome to the podcast version of The Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor here on Anchor.fm or on YouTube, depending where you listen to it. Uh, Before we get started, thank you, of course, for subscribing and uh, listen listen to the show every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AWSM Radio, the podcast posted here on Sundays. And, of course, if you need a good social media management company, check out my friends at socialb.io. The link is in the post below. 14-day free trial. i am um, tell you what, after five days, you're going to want them full-time. They are who I use. No credit card needed. No special codes. Just go. Go, go, go. Go, go and check them out. All right, my friends. Let's get started with this week's sad with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor on AWSM Radio. Now broadcasting from his hidden bunker and holy stock bar, it is the Saturday Report with Hope Sebastian Taylor. Thank you and welcome once again, my friends, to the Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor, adventurer, entrepreneur, and amateur eulogizer. And welcome to AWSM Radio, an independent digital-only radio station that plays today's best music old school classics, along with a rotating cast of all-star DJs. AWSM radio focuses on mainstream artists, independent artists, along with interesting talk and music shows throughout the day. All we do, my friends, is entertain, inspire, and inform. And I want you... To be part of the conversation, I want to engage with you. So find me on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on the Facebook, on the Cameo, the Twitch, the Counter Social at Colt S. Taylor, as well as ColtSebastianTaylor.com. And then, my friends, if you have just you, you're too busy this weekend to catch me live, where well, you can listen to the podcast version of the show at Anchor.fm/slash. Coldest Taylor, as well as on YouTube, as well. So, my friends, let's get started with this week's Saturday report. First up this week, we go to Montana. Yes, Montana, known for the, uh, known for the 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 show Yellowstone, which I enjoy, but also you know it is that all Kevin Costner and and, and fiction that is an actual state with very important, very important. um very important issues that Montana is dealing with. In fact, they just passed a law tackling an issue that I think is always on everyone's mind. TikTok. Yes, no, 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 not cost of living, not healthcare. TikTok. Montana has banned the use of TikTok or being able to download TikTok in the state uh, starting January 1st, 2024. So, um, if everything keeps on going... um, then, uh, after January 1st, 2024, you will not be allowed to download TikTok inside Montana. Uh, a law signed by Montana Governor Greg Giforty, uh, who, side note, assaulted someone while he was uh running for governor. But the good people of Montana said, you know what? I like the cut of his gif. I'm gonna make that guy the governor. So, so, uh, they banned TikTok from the state. Now, a lot of states have banned TikTok from state devices, uh, federal devices. Uh, so, you can't use them on, like, an official phone or whatnot. Now, why are people concerned with TikTok? Are they concerned about people, like, doing dances or trends and not actually working at the government job? No, not quite that. It's more of a security concern. At least, many experts feel a little nervous at TikTok, which is... Uh, owned by uh, various Chinese-based uh, uh, Chinese-based company ByteDance, uh, they're afraid that because all businesses in China have some a bit of a bit of um, uh, government involvement in said uh, in said in said company, they're afraid that uh, the Chinese officials could leverage it um, for for various national security things now. TikTok says that uh, they don't access the data here in the United States. However, however, a former executive claimed that the Chinese Communist Party maintained supreme access to TikTok data stored in the U.S. when he worked between 2017 and 2018. And then other people have also claimed that uh, Chinese authorities can influence the algorithm to show pro-China content. TikTok denies this, obviously. Um, and, uh, they think this is all just really over, 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 overblown concern about something that doesn't actually exist. Um, so, so, in response, in response, uh, they have filed a, uh, filed suit in Washington, in the U.S. District Court of the District of Montana, uh, to stop this law. Uh, the document said that, quote, Montana has no authority to enact laws advancing what it believes should be the United States foreign policy or its national security interests, nor may Montana ban an entire forum for communications based on its perception that some speech shared through that forum, though protected by the First Amendment, is dangerous. Now, my thoughts on this, I'm glad you asked. Um, I think it's a bit silly. I can understand not walking TikTok on government devices, like you're, you're, you're the governor's official cell phone, or various, you know, military members, uh, members of the military having their phones, doing TikTok dances, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, that makes sense to me. Does it make sense for me for colleges to ban TikTok from the students using them? Uh, no. Does it make sense for an entire state to say, hey, Apple and Google, you're not allowed to don't let people download TikTok in my state. That's just silly. That's just silly. And I feel like, despite what you may feel about TikTok, they've got a point. I feel with the First Amendment, banning a forum completely seems a wee bit. Mm, no, not sure. Not sure if the government can do that. Okay. Now this is this is not a web hosting company denying services to some nutcase. Who wants to, you know, sink the East Coast of America or the, or sink California into the sea? That's, that's different. A company can refuse to work with someone or someone else. That's fine. But the government, however, for all those $8 blue check constitutional experts out there, the government can't say, no, you can't do that. So that is the, the smidge of difference there, I, I feel. So, what will happen? Well, it is now May, goes into effect in January. I'm sure this will pop through the courts. I think there's a probably pretty good chance if you live in Montana on January 2nd, 2024, you'll probably be able to download TikTok still. Moving along into some music news Jimmy Buffett, the mayor of Margaritaville, uh, he is in the hospital. He's been hospitalized, canceling upcoming. Uh, upcoming shows to, quote, address the immediate medical issues. Um, he, uh, he is, I mean, if you don't know who Jimmy Buffett is, then, I mean, you, you should, you should. Uh, but he has had uh, a very long career, uh, made over $1.5 billion in sales in 2015. His entire sort of uh, motif has spawned a lifestyle brand. Um, 67 Jimmy Buffett restaurants around the country, a 17-story hotel in Hollywood, Florida, uh, that has apparently three pools, eight restaurants, uh, uh, casinos, a branded cruise, uh, Jimmy Buffett retirement communities, tequila, beer brand. He has, I mean, he has, uh, it's pretty impressive, pretty impressive. Uh, And he opened Margaritaville, Uh, Times Square in 2021, the northernmost location for a Margaritaville restaurant. But he posted on uh, social media that uh, this was a sudden onset issue. Quote, uh, uh, this is a statement he posted on social media. Hello, my faithful fans in Charleston and beyond. These few words from Mark Twain about life changes seem perfect to pass on at the time. Challenges, he said, make life interesting. However, overcoming them is what makes life meaningful. I had a sudden change of plans this week that affected us all. Two days ago, I was just back from a trip to the Bahamas, falling out from the California, quote, winter tour, and chomping at a bit to get back to Charleston. I had to stop in Boston for a checkup, but wound up back in the hospital to address some issues that needed immediate attention. Growing old is not for sissies, I promise you. I also promise you that when I am well enough to perform, that is what I'll be doing in the land of she-crab soup. You all make my life more meaningful and fulfilled than I would ever imagine as a toe little boy sitting on the edge of the Gulf of Mexico. Thank you for your prayers, your thoughts, and your amazing years of loyalty. And remember, not yet. Love all. Love to all. Jimmy Buffett. So, uh, he's being hospitalized, uh, but he uh, posted some pictures uh, showing him that he's he's doing okay uh but uh obviously we'll keep an eye on that I hope Jimmy Buffett great musician uh mayor of margaritaville uh wasting away won't waste away anytime soon and we back on his feet and performing for his fans in other celebrity health news Jamie Fox is still apparently uh hospitalized uh he has been reported that he's gone to a Uh, treatment center in Chicago. Uh, And that's about it. That's about it. Like, no one knows, seemingly, outside of the family, what exactly the issue is, what the medical complication is. He's keeping it very, very much under wraps. Uh, His daughter was seen uh, in Chicago this week entering a uh, treatment facility. Uh, No exact word of what is going on at that treatment facility. Um, has been a variety um, variety of uh, uh, rumors about it, but he's apparently at a top physical medicine and rehabilitation center uh, in the country. Um, the family has released statements saying that he is doing better. He is focused on his um, recovery. But uh, again, no exact word of exactly what what he is in the hospital for and what he is recovering from. Um, The center specializes in stroke recovery, uh, traumatic brain injury, spinal cord injury, and cancer rehabilitation. So, I mean, there is rumor that he suffered a stroke of some sort. uh, But again, nothing, no information about it. No information about it. Family is keeping this very much under wraps. So uh, hopefully he's doing better. Family says he is, and uh, maybe in a month or two we'll find out what actually happened. Probably like probably like a like a like a special hour-long program of Jamie Foxx, What happened, and they'll do a detailed story about what happened. But until then, we have no idea. We have no idea. Like I said, he fell ill in late April, finishing up a uh, film with uh, Cameron. Cameron Diaz, um, uh, on April 12th, so over a month ago, over a month ago, no idea, no idea, so, um, hmm, so anyways, I'll keep tabs on that, very interesting, hope Jamie Foxx is doing better. Speaking of keeping up to date with celebrities, you know we have a celebrity here on AWSM Radio, it's my pal DC, and he brings the beats every weekend with three shows, first up, Friday nights at 9 p.m., it's DC Live, in Effect. you don't want to miss out while he smashes it on the beats, kicking it from awful South Florida every single week. Uh, then, then on Saturdays at DC, House Party Saturdays, DC brings his freestyling DJ to the max. House Party Saturdays gives you the Miami vibe without actually having to be there from the top clubs to the bars. D.C. will bring the party to you. That's Saturdays at 10 p.m. And then finally, Sundays at 10 p.m., it's D.C. live in effect. Three chances. Fridays at 9, D.C. live in effect. Saturdays at 10, D.C. house party Saturdays. Sundays at 10 p.m. again, D.C. live in effect. Only here, my friends, on AWSM Radio. Next up, my friends, we go to Nebraska, where there was a plane crash uh, killing the pilot. Now, I seems rather minor. Plane crashes happen from time to time. Why am I covering this? Well, you know, just stay with me on this one. Uh, It uh, happened in Nebraska. It uh, killed a man by the name of Mark Geitzen, prominent Wichita anti-abortion activist and president of the Kansas Republican Assembly. Uh, He was one of the nation's leading anti-abortion activists and was instrumental in the Republican takeover of Kansas politics in the early 1990s, in the wake of the, quote, Summer of Mercy Clinic blockades in Wichita. So he was a very big, very big anti-abortion, quote, pro-life person. Um, Quote, Cedric County Commissioner Jim Howell said, uh, uh, described him as a principal, passionate man, a warrior in the pro-life movement. Well, in Kansas, in Kansas, they had an amendment uh, the two th- in August two, 2022, valued them both amendment, uh, the first statewide referendum on abortion after the United States Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. Uh, Kansas uh, voters rejected the amendment, which said the Constitution did not include the right to abortion and would allow lawmakers to impose further restrictions on the ban uh, of the procedure um a recount confirmed the loss for the anti-abortion movement and then before the election uh, Geyson filed an unsuccessful lawsuit against uh, Kansas Secretary of State Scott Schwab seeking to block the use of ballot drop boxes, which of course which of course you know makes it easy to people makes it easier for people uh, to vote. So yeah. Yeah, it, it make it, so he didn't want there to be drop boxes um and he also he also funded uh, the recount because if you want a recount unless it's in a very 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 uh, small amount you have to fund that re- recount yourself and he spent nearly 120 dollars $100, on a statewide recount. Uh, in an interview with the Eagle in August, uh, he said that spending this money would complicate his plans to renovate an old Cessna airplane, which he said he flew for the first time in the summer of 2022 after he put 15 years of work on it. Quote, My only drawback to this value them both recount is that the airplane is going to sit and collect dust for a little while. Well, not collect dust. I'll just go fly it in uncontrolled airspace. And we have to put 50 hours on it before you fly it with passengers anyway, which is necessary and a good rule. I've already got so much invested in that plane, I want to get it finished. I'm really, I'm so proud of this thing. Uh, he said that the airplane was only allowed to fly in uncontrolled airspace until he could afford to install instrumentation that would give onboard notice to other aircraft in the area. And uh, the plane that was identified in the crash that killed them uh, from the Holt County's sheriff's office was uh, the aircraft was identified as a 1963 Cessna 172. The aircraft had flown from Newton, Kansas, was on the road to North Dakota at the time of the crash. So, so uh, this feller who uh, wanted to restrict uh, people's choice in Kansas uh, got a. A referendum on the on the state ballot uh, lost, and then instead of spending one hundred twenty hundred thousand dollars on fixing up his plane, spent it on a recount that confirmed the loss, and then wouldn't you know it, crashed in his plane a few months later. So I'm not going to, you know, it's it's wrong to gloat about someone's untimely demise. Um, I think the quote goes, "I never, I never celebrate the death of someone, but I do eagerly read the obituaries every morning." Well, hey, man, maybe that might have been better spent somewhere else. Speaking of spending money somewhere else, Hyundai cars. Yes, Hyundai Tucson. I haven't forgotten about you. It's been a while. How are you doing? Terrible. You should be so. Nothing, I'm guy, I don't have a story here. Just have a, have a, we're about like, you know, a third of the way through the show. So, just a small personal gripe. So, as you may remember, as longtime fans of the show, I bought a Hyundai Tucson from a local Hyundai dealer. And wouldn't you know it, Two less than two years later, I had to put $4,000 to put a new transmission into it because Hyundai makes terrible cars and you should never buy a Hyundai from them ever. Well, anyways, I got a new car recently. No, not a Hyundai. I got a Chevy Bolt all-electric car. Mm. It is pretty fantastic. I like it a lot. Now, the local Hyundai dealer, which is, I would say, like, literally a four-minute walk from where I live, from where I live, you know, has, has a charger on the side of its building to charge electric cars. And so I, uh, sorry, listen, it's it's been a while. It's been a while. Maybe Hyundai can redeem itself. So I I emailed them, like, hey, I noticed here that you have a charger, universal charger for electric cars. Uh, I live nearby. Um, Car dealerships in Pennsylvania are closed uh, on Sundays. And uh, I was hoping I could come by and charge my car on Sundays when no one's there. And, you know, I'll be out there by Monday morning. Just don't drop off for an hour or two, charge it, and be on my way. Uh, They emailed me back It said it's for Hyundai customers only. And, again, they know I've bought a Hyundai car there. So I said, okay, understand, just so we're clear here, I've bought a Hyundai here. Are you saying only Hyundai electric cars can come by and charge the car there? Is that what you're saying? Haven't heard from them back. I'm expecting them to say no, which will just again reinforce, reinforce that they're a terrible company full of terrible people and you should never patronize, patronize, patronage, pat- never spend money at a Hyundai dealership. They are the worst. Unless I can charge my care there for free, then my opinion will be neutral and I'll delete my one star review until they do something nice for me again. They need to... They, that would put us back at even. Even Steven. So, we'll see. We'll see. I, I doubt they'll email me back. They probably have me blocked, because they know. They know what they did. They know. Ugh. All right. Moving along. Next up, my friends, Starbucks controversy. That's right, Starbucks controversy. Brian said, oh, gosh, what's going on now? Do they support some... Group of people and another group of people are upset about what what's going on. Well, ice, yes, talking about ice. Uh, they've changed the ice machines at Starbucks. Our Starbucks um, had cubed ice. Uh, now they have um, uh, nugget ice, which is apparently a whole lot less dense than cubed ice. Uh, according to a spokesman for Starbucks they said that uh, this is the cut this is the part of the company's plans to cut its water footprint in half by 2030 allowing quote partners to focus on delivering the Starbucks experience while high- handcrafting the same delicious high quality uh, ice beverages our customers have come to expect from Starbucks so um... I, not all ice is the same. Cube ice is a bit denser than nugget ice, um, which you know the, you can you can see the difference and whatnot. Uh, but some people love it; some people do not. Um, they tested this, and to uh, the spokesman had a resounding positive response. However, the news comes roughly a week after a Reddit user posted asking people about their thoughts on their quote new special ice. Uh, While a lot of people loved it, some thought it was not right for some drinks. Quote, I love that ice, but it's terrible for coffee. Melts fast and waters down the drink. Another person said, I love this kind of ice, but I wouldn't want it for coffee, especially espresso beverages. It seems to melt a lot faster. Someone else said, the recipes aren't built for this type of ice which will melt a lot faster and dilute the coffee and sweetness. And the texture of frappuccinos will probably be a lot different. Other people liked it, saying, Take all my money all the time. Nugget ice is one of the reasons why I switched from Starbucks to coffee, bean, and tea leaf. Turns out I was also anemic. I don't know what that deals with it. This ice is the best. So, uh, basically, the debate here is that cubed ice, denser, takes longer to melt. But still, is obviously cold, whereas Nugget Ice uh, melts quickly and will water down the drink quickly as well. So, uh, interesting. You know, I remember when they Coke Zero uh, uh, formula ch- changed, and I was shocked as well. But change happens. Change happens. And uh, I guess we'll see if Starbucks will stick with it, because while well, they're buying a lot of ice machines, they probably will. Or people will begin to adjust the great ice change of Starbucks of 2023. Next up, my friends, the word of God. Can you put a price tag on it? Well, I actually, you can, apparently, um, because this week, one of the world's oldest surviving biblical manuscripts, uh, a a 1,100-year-old Hebrew Bible, the Codex Sassoon, was sold for $38. Million dollars in New York on Wednesday it is a leather-bound, hand-written parchment volume containing a nearly complete Hebrew Bible. Uh, it was purchased by former U.S. ambassador to Romania Alfred H. Moses on behalf of the American Friends of A.N.U. and donated to the A.N.U. Museum of the Jewish People in Tel Aviv, where it will join the collection. Sotheby's said in a statement. The manuscript was exhibited at the ANU Museum in March as part of a worldwide tour before the auction. Sotheby's uh, uh, Ju- hmm, Ju- Judasia specialist Sharon Lieberman Mintz said the $38 million price tag, which includes the auction houses fee, quotes, reflects the p- profound power, influence, and significance of the Hebrew Bible, which is an indispensable pillar of Humanity, is one of the highest prices for a manuscript ever sold at auction. Uh, in 2021, a rare copy of the U.S. Constitution sold for $43 million. Uh, in 1994, Leonardo's uh, Da Vinci's Codex Leicester sold for $31 million, uh, or $60 million in today's 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 dollars or whatnot. Uh, Mintz continued by saying, absolutely delighted by today's monumental result that Codex Sassoon will soon will surely be making its grand and permanent return to Israel on display for the world to see. Now the book is believed to be created or fabricated bet- sometime between the year eighteen some between the year eight eighty and nine sixty. And this thing is in a remarkable condition. Um, it got its name uh, in 1929 when it was purchased by David Solomon Sassoon, uh, a son of a Iraqi Jewish business magnate who filled his London home with his collection of Jewish manuscripts. Uh, Sassoon's estate was broken up after he died, and then the B- biblical codex was sold by Sotheby's in Zurich uh, to the British in 1978 to the British Rail Pension Fund for 320. or $1.4 million in today's money. So the, um, I don't know what the British Rail Pension Fund is doing with books back then, but I guess it was an investment. Uh, The pension sold the Codex Sassoon 11 years later to Jakari Safar, Safar, a banker and art collector who bought it in 1989 for $3.19 million dollars. 7.7 7.7 today's money, and then he was the one who sold it on Wednesday, uh, I guess 30 years, 30 plus years later. Uh, and he sold it for that amount of money, so uh, definitely an investment. Buy it for 3.19 and sold it for 38 million. That's uh, hold on, held on to that to a to for the for quite a while, but uh, this now, this this Hebrew Bible, uh, 1100 year old Hebrew Bible is now going back to the ANU uh, Museum of the Jewish People in Tel Aviv, will be on permanent display for all to see. Now, it is, like I said, I'm, you should really look it up and whatnot, but the book it looks very old, but it is in almost amazing condition. Just, I mean, just imagine, those pages are Those pages are 1,100 years old. 1,100 years old. It looks like it's mean, still in very amazing condition. So... Like I can't imagine. I mean, I I imagine it was kept in a very dry place. If he, the person got in uh, Iraq or the Middle East, very dry, low humidity, so the pages held up over time. But uh, amazing, amazing. I love I love his, history stories like that. Really do. Fast forwarding to today, my friends. You know what people dealt with in 880 that people deal with today? That's right. You guessed it. Commuting home from work. Now back then they. Did via wagon and horse and by foot and by boat. And today, all those things as well, but also cars. But what they did have then, what we have now, obviously cars, but obviously listening to AWSM Radio. And on your commute home, there's only one place to be between 5 p.m. and 7 p.m., Monday through Friday. It's the Rock Sessions. It's our drive time show here, making sure your evening commute home is fun, featuring the hottest music on the charts and some other surprises in between. My friend rocks will make it rock rock style Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. right here, right here, my friends, on AWSM Radio. Next, my friends, we go to Lake Mead and the Hoover Dam. As you may remember from previous episodes, Lake Mead has been experiencing record low, record low, uh, lake levels. Uh, well, some of the lowest levels since it had been filled and uh, created during the Great Depression. That's right. But, but, and then as a result, uh, with Lake Mead lowering, a lot of areas that have not been, uh, now have, have been below the water for decades and decades and decades, have been revealed, including some bodies that were kind of dumped over the last few decades in what at the time was kind of deep water. Now there was no water and people were finding bodies along the beach. But, but, my friends, Lake Mead has risen about 20 feet uh, since the beginning of this month. How, you ask? Well, I mean, more water is in it. I, why would you ask that? That's, that's kind of weird, right? Why, you, you know how, how lakes work, right? Okay, all right. Anyway, it actually it's risen, sorry, 11.05 feet since hitting the low mark of 1,040 1, feet Now it is 1,051 feet. Now, this water has been coming from Lake Powell up in Colorado. Lake Powell is, uh, again, another one behind... Uh, behind the dam, dam, and it is getting water from record snowpack in the Rocky Mountains. In fact, the river, uh, the the lake itself, been rising uh, a foot a day in May. So it was getting very, very high, and so they released extra water, sort of to you know, you don't want a dam to be too high, you don't want to be too low. So they began to release water from the dam. Now. <clears throat> From lakelevels.info, which measures lake levels and whatnot, uh, this time last year, Lake Powell had about, oh, I want to say 3,526 feet of depth. Currently, it's just above 3,540. So it's about, you know, 20 feet higher than it was the year before. Uh, down in uh, Lake Mead, uh, at this time last year, this time last year, uh, it was, uh, at, um, let's see It was at, it was about 1,050 last year. So, but it would been steadily declining about a foot every week or two as less water was going into the lake. So last year, this time the lake was getting lower, lower, and lower. Now Lake Mead is getting higher, higher, and higher. And this is because of record snow in the Colorado snowpack melting off off the Colorado Rockies, going down the valleys into Lake Powell. Lake Powell is rising and then water is going out of that. Um, it uh, And it's been rising ever since, rising ever since. So, uh, again, the last time the last time uh, Lake Mead was at full capacity was in 1983, 1983. Uh, because of uh, snowpack during that year as well. Uh, According to the U.S. Bureau of Reclamation, the amount of water pouring into Lake Powell, Powell, or inflow, is increasing because more snow is melting. Uh, The data shows that a large increase of inflow began in mid-April and is on par with the inflow seen in the spring and summer of 1983, which was the last time the Colorado River Basin experienced this much snowpack melt, also the last year, Uh, Lake means water hit full pool, meaning the lake was full and water was directed over the spillways at the Hoover Dam. So the last time the Hoover Dam spillways were used because there was water that was full was in 1983. And uh, officials are saying that the snowpack that year and this year are very similar. So, uh, I mean, hopefully, hopefully this will help a bit. Probably won't fix everything, but this is much needed water into the system. In fact, California who is experiencing a decade-long drought. I covered this in a previous episode, I think. Uh, There's almost no severe severe drought situation in California right now because they got so much rain this spring. Caused lots of flooding, lots of dangers. In fact, that actor that was missing, still missing. Probably not coming back. But uh, amazing how quickly weather can change something. So, good news in Lake Mead. And good news for anyone who buried a body that was about five feet more further down And Lake Mead, water levels are rising in that location due to snowpack melt-off from record snow in the Colorado Rockies. Hey, folks, remember when I talked about that German coup or coup attempt a few weeks, few months ago? Well, they're going on trial. Five people are going on trial on Germany on the Wednesday accused of being part of a far-right coup to... Plotting to kidnap the country's health minister and topple the government of Germany, four men aged 44 to 56 and a 75-year-old woman are accused of founding or being part of a terrorist organization and treason. Federal prosecutors, fed, German federal prosecutors, said the group is linked to the Reich Citizens' Movement that rejects legitimacy of German post-war constitution, much like sovereign citizens and QN movement, QAnon movements in the United States. Prosecutors said they were, quote, uh, uh, intended to create conditions similar to a civil war by using explosives to cause nationwide blackouts, then kidnapped Health Minister Karl Lachenbach, a prominent advocate of strict coronavirus measurements. Measures. Measures. Um, There are no indication of the group called the United Patriots was close to launching a coup, but prosecutors said the group's procurement of weapons and money showed they were dangerous criminals who wanted to implement their plans? Police seized 22 firearms, including a Kalashnikov rifle, hundreds of rounds of ammunition, as well as large sums of cash, gold, and silver. Uh, the woman, who was arrested six months later, is alleged to have drafted numerous documents, including a quote, arrest warrant for Lottenbach. The retired teacher also wrote letters addressed to President Vladimir Putin and Polish President uh, Azir Duda. Uh, Lagerbach told German weekly Der Spiegel that he hoped for a hard, fair verdict that would deter others from planning similar plots. Uh, the case is separate from that of more than two dozen people arrested in December who were also planning to topple the government. Among the plotters were members of a far-right Alternative for Germany party. So maybe maybe this is a different group. I thought this was the same people. Boy, Germany is crazy now. But uh, yeah, so these... Uh, these uh, sovereign citizen, Reich citizen type folks wanted to overthrow the government. Guess they're trying to go, trying to try do the old hits, but, uh, you know, they got them, so look like they're probably going to jail for quite a while, including this 75-year-old retired teacher lady. Now, my friends, much like you want to keep up-to-date on travel plans in South America, you want to keep up-to-date with all things basketball, which is why Wednesday nights at 9pm you need to listen to to. To the Rack with Mac is your go-to spot for all things basketball. Join NBA expert Mac Daddy as he brings you, my friends, a full hour of high-flying hoops expertise for all things NBA. Tune in Wednesday nights at 9 p.m., then at 10 p.m. It's What's Going On. What's Going On is our Fox Sports affiliate show, providing listeners with over 150 combined years of sports knowledge, hosted by Nate Brown and his crew they are a staple of Western New York sports for the past two decades, and now they are national. That's Wednesday at 10 p.m. So, just a review. 9 p.m., to the rack with Mac. 10 p.m., what's going on? Only here, my friends, on AEWSM Radio. And finally this week, uh, we go to Ecuador in South America. Uh, good luck trying to write any of your lawmakers, because they aren't there anymore. The president of Ecuador, in an attempt to stop an impeachment trial, uh, dissolved the legislature. And now there's no more legislature. He's now ruling by decree. Now, as you may remember, a similar situation happened in Peru several months ago, of which the Congress there said no, and then the military arrested the president. Well, in Ecuador, things work a little bit different. What he did, according to the Constitutional Court, is legal. There is a clause in the Constitution of Ecuador saying the president in times of national crisis can dissolve the legislature and then call new elections for the president and the National Assembly the legislature in six months. So uh, they say, well, he has the right to do that. And now the voters will decide whether to keep him or to throw him out. Looks like he made the decision already because he says he is not running for president again. He is just going to help the country get to these elections and thought that the impending impeachment trial of him was distracting the 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 country. So he dissolved the national assembly and called for new elections to save democracy in six months. So uh, a little bit less tense than let's say things in are in Peru. Per se, but still, uh, things are a bit tense down there in South America. So, uh, no, no, uh, no coup attempt at this time. Everything is apparently legal, but uh, a lot of people are very upset by this, saying that he just did this to avoid the impeachment trial, which he kind of admitted to. So we'll see. Well, how elections shake out in six months in the South American nation of Ecuador. So, uh, good good luck to all. Well. All my listeners in that country. Well, my friends, that just about wraps up this week's Star Report With me, Colt Sebastian Taylor. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Reminder: you can find me on all sorts of social media channels—Twitter, Counter uh, Social, Cameo, uh, Twitch, the Instagram, Facebook at Colt as Taylor. Uh, stay up to date with all things I'm doing at ColtSebastianTaylor.com, including a weekly Dungeons and Dragons game. Shout out to my pal, the Longshots. And, uh, of course, if you've missed the show, you can always listen to the podcast version at anchor.fm slash Colt S. Taylor. And while you are online, check out my pals at socialbead.io for all your social media management needs. What, they are who I use, and they should be the folks you use as well. All right, my friends, until next week, I am, of course, your friend, the one, the only, Colt Sebastian Taylor, and I'll see you later. And once again, thank you for listening to the podcast version of the Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor here, uh, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. Repeat Sundays at 11 a.m. in the podcast posted here. Sunday, round new, new, But uh, thank you again for listening. Be sure again to check out my friends at socialb.io. Link in the post below. And I will see you here next week, here on the podcast version of The Sad Report with me, called Sebastian Taylor.